Gentlemen, welcome. It's Monday night, 8 p.m. here. We're here at Barclays Central. Very uh, badly, I might add, but we're already mucking up, aren't we? No, look, don't let it behind the curtain once again. Let me tell you. Uh, we're having a great time already. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's it. If we're going to come all this way to bellow out on a Monday night, we've got to enjoy ourselves, Tim, and it's, sometimes it's at the listener's expense. <laughs> what can we do about that? No, we can't. We can't do anything. Hey, listen, we've got a massive show tonight. Just to let listeners know, my name is Tim Young, and with me is the ninjurist of gingerists, Luke Massey. You've been How are working you? on that all week, haven't you? Yeah, well, I thought about it when I was walking the dogs before. Do you yeah. like it? No, not really. Okay, good. No, I didn't think it was much to it, actually. <laughs> Pretty poor. I think it's you didn't think of it. Bottom feeding behaviour. All right. We'll talk about that later on, <laughs> won't we? So, look, uh, we're going to talk about a few things tonight. I'm going to talk about trying to lose weight. Uh, Luke's going to talk about How's that him. going? Yeah, not bad, actually, this time. Yeah, you're looking good. Better than usual. Looking very good, Thanks, Tim. Thanks, I appreciate it. I appreciate I'm not going to say there's a stir from my corner, but it's just a little bit going on over there. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah giving off that right. vibe, yeah. I'm your friend. You're going to talk about how much you love going to kids' sport on a Sunday? Oh, yeah, it's great, isn't We're it? We're going to trawl through mailbag again. Yeah, again. Because we're great. starting to get a lot more abuse than what we used to get. I, when it trickled in, mm. it didn't worry me too much because I thought, well, at least someone's having a crack. Yeah. Someone's getting in touch. Now it's just getting reams of it, mate. <laughs> no, it's like, well, hang on, have we really created that much hate in the world? I think people just enjoy hating. Yeah. I think they love it. Misery loves company. Do you reckon there's a, a website somewhere they go, if you want to abuse someone, just go to these guys? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fat and ginger up for it. That's it. Yeah. Listen, in that's crap. We're going to talk about nightclubs and a fish and chip shop with no phone number. It's craziness, isn't craziness. it? Craziness. We'll we were so that. angry the other night. <laughs> we, we were so Imagine angry. Imagine being a fish and chip shop. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, we're going to discuss stuff with Associate Professor Dave Bade. Uh, Associate Professor Dave Bade is back with us. He's back with us. He's after, after a, a little you know, a hiatus. He hasn't been here for a while. He's apparently had the busiest week of his life professionally. Oh, so we'll talk to him about that. And But the big news is our very special guest this evening. Do you want to talk about him? Oh, well, we, we won't give it away too no. much, but his name's Luke Biskin. Yep. Uh, <laughs> now, we're very happy to have a, a guest back in the studio oh, uh, due to wonderful. COVID. We that's haven't right. been able to do that. Hang and, on. Uh, hey, that's due to laziness that we just Oh, that too, <laughs> but I'll blame COVID. We blame COVID for a lot of things, <laughs> we don't we? We do. Yeah. Well, the Monday night, we're too hungover to yeah. come in. Yeah, My relationship, COVID. everything. <laughs> so uh, now we've got Lukey in the studio tonight. Really excited to hear that. I met Luke when he played one of the great renditions from one of my favourite artists, oh, Tim. Yeah. And I know that you are such a massive fan of Jeff Buckley. <sighs> Yeah, keep going. Come on. <laughs> Tim hates Jeff Buckley. So, look, dust off the old wireless, get yourself yeah. comfortable, put your slippers on, because it is time for Fat and Ginger. Now, you were saying off air, Lukey, that you've seen Jamiroquai live. I have, mate, at Nebworth in about 2002. That's reaching back now, but incredibly great. Neb- like he, he moved around the stage like a gazelle. Yeah, well, Nebworth Park is the is the massive sort of natural amphitheatre, isn't it? Yeah, Where it is. It was in front of there was a castle there. Yeah, right. and they have this big festival there. I think you might have heard of Robbie Williams at Nebworth. That's one of the big DVDs, live DVDs that was around for a while. This particular year, I went. He was the headliner. Yeah, and just incredible, mate. And I did hear a story. Now I'm not sure if it's true, but he was discovered when he was dancing on a podium at a club in London. Who Jamiroquai was? Yeah, is that yeah. right? And he was dancing so good, and I've seen it. It's incredible. 
that a few record executives were in the in the club and they went up to him and said, look, is there anything else you do? And he said, yeah, I can sing a bit. Wow. And that's how it all come about. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Huh. If that story's not true, it probably isn't. But, that's, but uh, just, just, it's better than the, the real story. That's right. I yeah. agree. So better than, you know, he works really hard, put in a demo album. Yeah, bloke named Jim. <laughs> that's, that's right. And he got signed up. Yeah. yeah. So now I like it. Uh, Nebworth Park, famously, uh, Queen's last ever live performance was at Nebworth Park. Really? August. She's still going. Is she not going to go back? Hey? The Queen, is she not going to go back? You know what? That's a second. Like, you hung shit on me before about my humour, and then you come up with that dad joke. Oh, but I did like your post on the Queen's birthday. You put your post yeah, a picture of the band and right. said, thanks so much for giving us a day off. Yeah. Absolutely. I like yeah, that. Yeah. You've got a bit of attraction on Facebook. You do some good posting. Thanks, mate. Appreciate yeah. the feedback. Now, look, first and you're we, looking well. <laughs> thanks. Well, that leads nicely to our next topic, doesn't it? Yeah. He's trying to lose weight. So, Do you know what I think it is? Because you're sitting there now in your emergency response shirt. Yeah, my work shirt, yeah. I think that losing weight has actually taken some of the length off your head. So you reckon I'm losing the head? I reckon you're losing weight from your head more than anything else. It's starting to go into proportion. Now, listeners, I just want to point out at the moment that the reason that Luke's all up and about and hanging more crap on me than usual is we do have a guest in the studio waiting to go on. I so, am showing off a bit. So he's showing off a bit to no, our- I, I always talk about your head. You do, actually. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. do focus it, it on It fascinates life. me, mate. It's hard to get past it's, sometimes. It, sometimes I wonder how you get through a lot of door frames. <laughs> now, on Saturday night, we had a gig. And I tried a bit of the old, you know, head-sized jokes, and they didn't work that well. I oh, know. It's crazy. Like, you know, but it was self-deprecation. It was about yep. the size of my head. The sniper's dream. You brought the that sniper, up. Sniper's dream, one of my yeah. favourites. And didn't even get a chuckle. Not it was a sausage. Off. Are you guys looking at what I'm seeing? That's right. I know. Yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. a tough night. Mate, it's really hard. Some nights you're the statue, some nights you're the pigeon. <laughs> All right? Well, I think even if the alpha man was around these days, people wouldn't look at him as much. There's some weird shit on the internet, Tim. So <laughs> I think you'll you know just what? fall <laughs> through the cracks. <laughs> you're right. You're right. The elephant man would bowl up, take the bag off his head and go, yeah. scope this out. Everyone yeah. go, I am oh. not an animal. They go, I oh, know, we've seen some weird yeah. shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You should go to this, yeah. this, this, this side. side. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. But yeah, look, uh, so it's been hard work. I've been going to the gym a bit. I've been eating a bit of light and easy, yep. So, which is expensive. And it's not very environmentally friendly because it comes in lots of packaging. And foam, big foam carton that yeah. you can't dispose of. No, no you recycle like it. You put it back. You, oh, actually, we could it. use it as an esky. No, no, you keep your filthy hands off it. Okay. It goes back to them and then they- Oh, they come and pick it up. Yeah, they come and pick it oh, up. Oh, right, because I threw one out today. <laughs> Did you? Sorry. That's <laughs> right. They'll still deliver the next one. Yeah, right. cool. Um, but no, it's been good. And going to the gym a lot, so trying mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a pretty thin topic, actually, now that I look at it. Let's no, tell you no, what no. Well, no. I'll tell you what else we can talk about. How good is it seeing the rest of the country shit themselves over COVID? Yeah, there's, that's good. But we're going to talk about that later, too. Are we? Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> our, our Justin Murphy Award, I think. Oh, whoops. Yeah, you just <laughs> blown your wad early, mate. Yeah, so, I have, yeah. No. Uh, but no, look, honestly, you are looking good. You're feeling good. I feel better. You know? Can we tell the listeners about our personal situation or not? No. No, we can't discuss that? No. Okay, because me and Tim are going to get married. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, so that's off. Apparently, we will lose some sponsors if we talk about that. But uh, no, you are looking good, mate. I can tell the change in you. Thanks, And mate. it's not just so much to look at you visually. It's your attitude, mate. <laughs> You've just got a little spring in your step. Go on. Yeah, which is probably from not carrying that big head around so yeah, much. That's right. That's right. Losing weight off my head. Well, I kept falling over, didn't I? Yeah, I know. Just I a little lean to the left. Poor blokes walking around in circles for two hours. Oh, uh, jeez. I'm finished. Yeah, done? Done. All right, yeah. lovely. Yeah. I'll wait till Dave Bade comes on and we'll get back in here. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back in. We'll talk about hydrocephalitis or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. No, this is all quality material. Very um, good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I've still got a way to go, I think. Still got a lot of kilos to go, but, uh, yeah, I am feeling better and it is good, so. We should always be a work in progress, Tim. It, 
That's exactly right. Yes. So if, if you, you talk be to, completely happy, talk to our self improvement gurus next door. Oh, they're still going next door. Look yeah. at them. Oh yeah, they'll be going yeah. until like six a.m. tomorrow morning. Mate, they should be well and truly improved by now. Well, well certainly hope so. You think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, you should always be a work in progress, trying to better yourself in some way. Surely. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. So especially you wake up on a Sunday morning, you can't remember what you did Saturday night, and you feel terrible. You can only get better from there. There's this. only so much we can fix. <laughs> you can't. You can't predict a hangover, Tim. You can't. You cannot predict. No, predict nobody hangover. can predict. And there that. have been a couple of slip ups along the way where I've had a you know bag of shapes or something, stuff like that. But you know, you figure, well, you have that slip up, you keep going. See, so. my problem is I have a barbecue shape. When I'm on a, one of my health kicks, right? Yeah. I'll have one barbecue shape. Yeah, yeah. And next boss. thing you know, I'm. Yeah. In Melbourne or something, so it's a downward spiral really quickly for me. So I have to stay away. I have to like have that self control not to get involved. Oh, barbecue shapes. <laughs> Should I have said the word breasts? Yeah, you looked matter. at me funny, like I said the wrong thing. No, it's have we had any callers? Call in? No, no, of course not. No one listens. No one mate. listens. Mate. Wayne from Mount Mercer sent us a letter the other day saying he's not going to listen anymore. Well, is, did <laughs> no? I'm just oh, I was going to say because we thought he might have died out there in the woods. Well, I tell you what, Wayne, if you're listening, uh, give us a call. Either that, he's just disgusted. He switched off. Yeah, he's enough. He'd rather sit there yeah. in the silence and he goes, watch well, the fire. I was the only listener. <laughs> Maybe if I stop listening, they'll just stop doing it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I can be the difference. Yeah. Let's have a song. <laughs> that was Radiohead with Sulk. What did you think of that, Tim? That was all right. I know that you're a big fan of music, all genres. Yeah, I'm a very open-minded person when it comes to music. Absolutely you are. And I would have thought you liked that one because it was 90s, mid-90s. So. Well, it was, that's right. And mid-90s is right in my wheelhouse. And, yeah, we well, stopped listening towards the end of the 90s. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then the song's called Soul, and you go, and I'm expecting a bit of Jeff Buckley-esque dirge, and it comes out, it's quite upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, it gives yeah. you feeling good. So. Early Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. Such a good band, Radiohead. Did Fantastic. you ever get into them? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. They, they became an acquired taste after a certain point. Yeah, See, right. I stay with them the whole way through. I love everything they do. you got but a signed thing of theirs, haven't you? I do, yeah. 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 In our lounge room at home. Yeah. I say our lounge room. Yeah, my right. lounge room. Well, I mean. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about that, are we? No. So anyway, we're going to talk about yeah. kids' sports. Yeah, on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning. Now, in the old days, mm. yeah, sport was on a Saturday, wasn't it? Kids yeah. sports. When kids me and you yeah. played sport, yeah. cricket, footy, basketball, whatever it was, Basketball midweek, Saturday. Saturday, yep. Yep. All the school sport I ever did was on a Saturday. Yep. And even my kids, yep. up until a certain point. Now, we don't want to be too controversial here on Fat and Gigi. We've got a political party we're about to start up. We do. So we don't want to start getting people turned against us. No, that's right. But I heard from a person who is potentially in the know in Geelong, who's quite heavily involved in soccer, mm. that all of a sudden Geelong had the biggest influx of kids playing soccer in the country. Wow. And by that, I mean not people who were already playing. Yeah. New players. Mm. You know, when Australia had that little golden period, not not that long ago even, where we had a lot of players sort of going overseas, yeah. probably two or three years yeah. ago, right? So all of a sudden, all kids' football got moved to a Sunday in Geelong. Because of soccer? Only in Geelong. Because of soccer? Well, that's where the conspiracy theory lies. Oh, here we so go. So the whole idea, he thinks, mm. and I'm, I'm not passing this off as, as my own, but it makes sense, is that the AFL saw that soccer was growing so quickly in Geelong mm. and came down on the leagues to move kids' football 
to a Sunday. Because here in Ballarat, junior footies always has been on a Sunday. So your seniors play on a Saturday and your juniors yep. play on a Sunday. Well, it was never that way in Geelong. Yeah, okay. Kids footy was always that day. Yep. And I spoke to a few high-ranking officials at AFL Barwon who run football in Geelong mm. about this, who I've, I've worked with on a couple of separate things. And they said that uh, the clubs wanted it. Now, yeah, I've spoken okay. to a few clubs and nobody wanted it. Oh, so, things. a little bit of controversy there. Now, anyway, it doesn't matter. But hang on. As we know on Fat and Ginger, we love to go into the big issues. And, and, and the thing in. is, we're not scared to have these sayings without having any proof or any facts behind it. <laughs> throw them out right? We just throw it out there and let the listener make up their mind what's that's real right. and what's not. Because we don't know. No, that's no, right. No, we don't want to do research. We're too lazy for that, Tim. But look, research. Oh, that's a dirty word. Now, you'd be stoked that sport is now on a Sunday for you. I can kids. barely make it here on a Monday night. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. Sunday I'm morning. I'm drunk struggle. then. Yeah. Sunday morning, you wipe it off, yeah. mate. That's right. You might as well go straight from home house or something, you know. That's and uh, sometimes you even turn up and you forget to pick up the kids on the way. So you, so go, you end up at the kids' sport, sawns the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not that bad. I do get up and I always make sure I get there, right? You do. you good luck. The last few weeks, I haven't been in a great state, let's put it that way. Yeah. And it's got to the point where the other parents are noticing. <laughs> and I'm not talking 10 o'clock on a Sunday. I'm not talking 1 o'clock on a Sunday where some of the games are. We seem to keep getting the 8.30 game. Yeah, right? which means he has to be there at seven thirty. Oh, that's yeah, seven thirty. That's yeah. not even. That's still yesterday yeah. on a Sunday. That's isn't right. It? Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't wake up before ten. No, you, know, you wouldn't even dream He'd of be it by seven thirty. So, yeah. can he go to the by himself? Can he ride his bike there? <laughs> I'm trying to get an exemption for an early license yeah. where he can just drive a car. There's scooters now. There's scooters. Right. I know you need a license for a scooter. I'm not trying to advocate that people go out and get a scooter because it's a way around the police, but it works. <laughs> So yeah. all I'm saying is something needs to change because I keep copping the 8.30 game and it does not suit my lifestyle. Either he's going to have to give up football, yep, you know, as a 15-year-old footy head. That's it, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen, nah, is it? It's not. Nah. Or I'm going to have to cut back my drinking and that's not going to happen. So, you, so we're at a stalemate at the moment. At crossroads, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know what to do. No, nah, well, I'll tell you what, if you're out there and you're listening and you've got some advice for Luke, give us a call on five double. See, I hate it's written like that, 5333 yeah, You see that every time, don't I you? I do, yeah. Yeah. So give us a call and uh, give Luke some advice on how to Give me some advice. How do we fix this? Because I want to blame the AFL. (laughs) I want to take it straight to Gil and go, mate, I need to sleep in on a Sunday, mate. And look, Gil would take your calls at the moment because he hasn't got much on. Yeah, they're pretty quiet, the (laughs) AFL these days, after the last couple of years. That conspiracy theory, that's not mine. That's a friend told me that. I'm just passing it off. But uh, all of a sudden, we've started doing Sunday footy. It's killing me, Tim. Yep. A few weeks back, as you know, I had the goal umpire. Oh, yeah. I was seeing three footies. Yeah, that's it. I was just trying to pick the one in the middle like yeah, that's Rocky. Right. And so, so the umpire, the field umpire is actually telling you, mate, it's all clear. Yeah. You go, oh, well, most of the time I had the AirPods and I was listening to music. So I <laughs> right. uh, didn't know what was going on. But uh, yeah, something's got to change because I even walked past my ex-wife yeah. at the footy the other morning yeah. and made it there. And yeah. I thought, pretty good effort to make it there. What's 80% of the challenge? Exactly. Yeah. And I walked past her and said, hey, how you going? She goes, you look like shit. <laughs> I said, well, it looks like you got out at the right time, didn't you? Did she laugh at that? She had a little chuckle, well, there yeah. You go. But it's sort of a little chuckle where you don't know if it's a laugh or a little vomit in the mouth. Yeah, okay, you know? nice. So hey, look, uh, I think uh, we should get a mailbag if you're going to play yeah, the Yeah, I can do that. And I'll tell you what, I'm all over the jingles tonight, Tim. Let's go. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. 
So, look, mailbag where people get to basically just Abuses. hang crap on us. Yeah. So, Bullious, really. It's funny hearing Deidre's voice. She caused quite the stir on Facebook. Didn't she? We put a picture of her up on Facebook. She's and, quite good looking. Yeah, she's very attractive and, um, yeah, caused quite the stir on Facebook. So yeah, It was nice of her to fly in all the way from America well, where they've got all sorts of things going on, issues and going on over there. She flew all the way here. Did 28 days of quarantine for a one-minute interview. Yeah. So, and then trooper, flew back. Trooper. Yeah, pretty impressive effort. Look, let's hop oh, in. Oh, that is. She's got no other work. No. Well, she kept talking about that. So, look, let's hop into the mailbag. We've got. Have we uh, paid her yet? Uh, let's not talk about that on okay, here. Sorry. So, the first one is from Gavin from Townsville, and it was via the Facebook page. And basically, he saw the post with Deirdre and Jake Budge and uh, former mm. Shield cricketer Lachlan Stevens mm. on it, and he said, more Facebook supplied spam. And that was all he wrote. That was it. So we bring the best out in people, don't we? So, all right, take me through that comment. More Facebook supplied spam. Is he having a go at us or is he having a go at Zuckerberg? Because he's got a lot to answer for that bloke. He does. I think he was actually having a go at Zuckerberg. Yeah. But but then I thought it was funny that if it's Facebook supplied spam and yet there he's engaging with it. So if it was yeah. spam, you just flick just it off. Just flick it off. Just keep scrolling. But yeah. he felt so strongly about it. That he, he wrote to say, stop it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, next is that, one. Is that a contender for the Murphy Award or not? Uh, no. No, he wasn't too. No, he wasn't, he didn't, he wasn't he, All he did was state a fact. That's right. It's yeah. when you whinge over the top or sook about something. A- and and you, you go on and on about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get really yeah, annoyed. Yeah, yeah. About something that really doesn't affect you. Yeah. No, that's right. All right. Well, so, I'll take it back. Sorry, Gavin. That's uh, Terry from Sydney. I'm watching the Maroons get smashed. So you must have written this, this last night. Last night, yeah. Uh, thought of you two, except you're spelt morons. See, that's a bit rough. Hang on. I don't get what he said there. Say it again. So he said he's watching the Maroons. Getting smashed and thought of you, except you are spelt more. Oh, so he's taking one yeah. of the O's yeah, out. Yeah, see that? That's he's taking one of the O's out. Well so done, Terry. Terry from Sydney. Terry from Sydney. I hope your lockdown's going good, mate. Yeah, obviously a Rhodes Scholar. So yeah. all the best with the future study. Hey, we're getting too. a few from interstate now, aren't we? We are, yeah, yeah. We're going Townsville, global. Sydney. I mean, Terry, what, what do you say about Terry? He's watching the Maroons get smashed. And thought of you, except you're spelled morons. That's sort of like the sort of insult you get at primary school, it is. isn't it? It is. Yes, thought nothing, of it. mate. Like, now, come on, Terry. Now, I've got a lot of things you can get stuck into me about, and you're talking about the maroons. I know. It's not even red. No, that's right. It's a I different know. colour. It's like a vermilion. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's like a dark sort of red. Where'd you get You studied a dictionary when you were younger v- or something? Or? Vermilion. You've got a lot of words going I around do. that big head of yours, yeah, don't you? Completely useless. Yeah. And useless facts about things too. Can't remember important stuff. Uh, look, final thing in the mailbag, Chris from Geelong. I don't know whether it's the same Chris from Geelong last week, but- We I, thought it was Chris Scott, didn't we? I think it might be because, listen to this, so uh, as you know of all people, the cats went down in a flaming mess. No, we don't need to talk about that. And uh, he, this one says, uh, where was your ginger mate Gary Rowan this week? So he was all up and about about how good he was when he kicked the goal after the Soren to win yeah, this week. Is- it can't be Chris Scott. Chris Scott's not going to say to us, where was your ginger mate, Gary Rowan, this week? He's going to say, where was my ginger mate? Well, apparently he's not his ginger mate anymore. So, ah. so Lingy used to be top of the ginger pile yeah, at Geelong. Yeah. Gary drop Rowan. off us pretty quick, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gary Rowan took over the title and now Lingy's yeah. back. That's fair enough. And, and where was he? Well, look, there was a few passengers this week. But again, it's the ginger that gets persecuted. It is. It gets gets sorted out, mate. I'm sick right. of it. Well, we, I think we were going to start a segment, weren't we? We were. For people who get stuck into gingers. That's right. Called gingivitis. That's right. We were too. We were. That I think be... I actually did a, a jingle Have for you? it. I oh. think I, You know what? Maybe we can do our first one and give it to Chris from Geelong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll do it later. 
Oh, give me a sec. I might be able to find that. All right. I'm I not think, prepared. Well, let's have a song and let's have a look. Okay. What do we got? Hey, you know what? Right. When I first started watching, what do you call it, like MTV or VH1, yeah. whatever it was, all the, the movie clips, yeah. I was probably about 12, yeah. and this song came out and I saw it and I thought, you know what? I haven't heard that in years. Yeah. I used to love the film clip because it was an ugly-looking bloke, yeah. right? Ugly-looking. I mean, given the rest of us hope, surrounded by gorgeous women singing about a girl, and I thought, I want to be a rock star. <laughs> Play it. Now, we were having some interesting discussions about that song off air. Yeah, we have had a little bit, and this is why I like having someone in the studio, because we can... I know. I, I, you know what? I was all over that too. I, I like having someone in the studio because usually we sit there and either you hate the music I put on yeah. or you'll just be giving me shit or vice versa. Now we've got someone else that's like we're on our best behaviour yeah. in between the songs. Yeah, yeah. And we actually have some really cool conversations. We do, yeah. As opposed we, to just being juvenile, like throwing right. shit at each yeah, other. And, a, like actual normal human beings. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good to have so. someone here again. It's been a while since we've had someone in. No idea, yeah. Who so was, it the was it Aiden? Was the last one in? Yeah, which is about a month ago. A long time ago, mate. So it's, hang on. Let's look at my run sheet. Where are we up to? So ain't no doubts what we had. Oh, we're up to That's Crap. That's Crap. Let's have the jingle. Okay. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Yes. Now, That's Crap this week. We've got a couple of absolute banging topics. Have we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yours is amazing. So can I start with mine? Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. uh, The other night, I was around at your place and we ordered fish and chips and across the road from where you live mm-hmm. is... No, name and shame, mate. I'm sick of people no, getting I away I can't remember it. what it's called. That's the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know either. No. <laughs> I could probably Google it because I spent about 45 minutes trying to work out what the that's number right. was. So anyway... I'll so find we, out what the name is. And I'm yep. not scared to mention them. So we're going to... going to Tim, don't be what? distracted, no, mate. Was... You guys don't know what's going on. No. We've got people in the other room... Pressing themselves up against the yeah, glass. Doing some weird stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, they do have nice bits. But... Uh, all of a sudden, Tim's just distracted. Oh, no. He's halfway through a sentence. He turns around and starts looking out the other way. I'll tell you what, it's on next week. That's all I can oh, say. Oh, we're going to get here extra early, boys. See my butt cheeks pressed up against the glass at <laughs> 7.30. Oh, now, imagine look, little okay. Tim hanging out between them. <laughs> That's right, out of the Fanta thatch. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, so there we were. We wanted fish and chips, right? And we thought, we'll support local. So there's one across the road from where you live in the new shopping centre. Yep. And uh, so, look, I know our guest isn't on yet, but just tell me, I know your microphone's not, well, let's turn your microphone on. How would you order fish and chips? By what medium would you order from a fish and chip shop? Well, usually you just walk straight in, wouldn't you? No, well, your local chip. But what about you, if you wanted them ready when you got there? Yeah, how would you do it remotely? I've never ordered fish and chips remotely. Okay, oh, that was a good segment. <laughs> that was a good segment, so I'll turn him back down. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is why we should wait to get a guest on at 9 o'clock, mate. Um, <laughs> so, no, look, so, so everyone knows, except obviously for Luke, who's our guest tonight, that you yeah. order your fish and chips over the phone. You ring up your you ring your up your flake, order. Your Luke's chips. looking at us like we're geniuses. <laughs> like he'd never thought of that. He's, I'm sick of waiting 15 minutes in the fish and chips shop. <laughs> looking at the Chico roll poster for the 50th time. Oh, that well, at least it's, it's not too bad looking. No, at most of the time. Anyway, and so we go. We'll support local. So we started looking for a phone number for this fish and chip shop, and we looked. And and I found the name of them too. Go on, let's name and show. Okay, them. hang on. They're called the Salt and Battered Fish and Chips in Armstrong Creek. 
That's right. And so we looked and we looked and we looked because we just could not believe that a shop would be without a phone number. What year is this? I know, I know. And anyway, so Luke, you actually ended up going over there. I reckon Alexander Graham Bell would have ordered fish and chips (laughs) over the phone, wouldn't he? That's right. He would have figured it out, Luke. Can I I have phone number two? (laughs) (laughs) And it would have been a fish and chip shop. Ah, shit, wrong number. I rang the hairdressers. That's right. And you went over... And can you tell me the conversation that you had when you yeah, asked about I went the over there and I said, look, mate, uh, I'm going to order, but I, I just want to know what your phone number is because we couldn't find it yeah. or anything. He goes, we don't have a phone number. No. Sorry, mate, that doesn't compute. That's right. And, what and do you then, mean you don't have a yeah. phone number? And yeah. then did you ask perhaps, when are you getting one? Yeah. I said, when are you going to get one? He goes, oh, we're not. Yeah. What do you mean? How are you going to ring up? Yeah. Or you just order online. That's right. So, said, mate, what, you're obviously cutting off half your market by doing that. That's because right. I'm not going to go online to order fish and chips, mate. No. Not going to happen. It's not right. It's not not going right. to happen. The universe will tear in two yep. if you order fish and chips any other way than either, as our guest said, walking in or over the phone. If well, most order- fish and chips are on a busy night, and it was a busy night, it's a Sunday night. Yeah. They have someone just on the phone. That's right. Taking orders. That's, as it should that's be. That's their job, to sit there and take orders. As is right and proper. And they're busier than anyone else. So can we agree that's crap? I think that's real crap. Oh. And, and I'll tell you what, I hope they go under, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wish that upon them, but get a phone number, for God's oh, sakes. Absolutely. Now, this one is a bit self-evident. I mean, nightclubs, especially for us being on the dusky side of 40, mm. nightclubs are shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now, as a single gentleman, in, uh, in this modern that society. so bad. Yeah, I know. Sound like a creep. Yeah. Uh, but that's where you got to go to meet people, don't you? True. I was a fan of them earlier. Everyone was. Yeah. But we're too old for that shit now. Oh, and then the one I remember having gone to one uh, some time back, and you're all pumped up to go, yeah, let's go to, you know, Lammy's or whatever, or, mm. you know, what is it here, the Bluestone, whatever, I don't know. And then you get there and you The Bluestone? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Or you all gather around a stone or something. No, it's it? a big Bluestone. Oh, okay, anyway. sorry. And then you mm. get there, and there's a lineup out the front, and all of a sudden you go from being the enthusiastic 20s something your old version of yourself there to go in yep. to yep. suddenly being 43 again in with all the kids that's right just going it's like daddy daycare isn't it I'm not lining up to go in there yeah. and then they're going to charge you to go in so you can buy their piss yeah I know it's crazy yeah. isn't it? you're paying for the privilege of going standing there feeling like a dick and so in your head you go okay so I can either wait an hour pay money to go and drink overpriced piss with a bunch of people who hate me yeah. or I can go and get a kebab <laughs> that sounds like my family reunions <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're right the kebab's the obvious way to go because yep. you can go to the pub yep no problem Yep. You know, you always fit in there. There's always someone older and drunker than you. And everybody pub. knows your name. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, you'd like to think so in the idyllic world. But the last couple of times, and, and I'm not talking about your middle-of-the-range places. There's a place in Geelong called Beeves. Our guest appears there quite a lot. It's sort of aimed at us, let's say, uh, portly older gentlemen. And I don't feel out of place there, right? Luke's looking at me like, portly, no, you're not. being kind yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, kind yourself there, mate. But some of these places, I'll beat that out for the podcast. <laughs> some of these places, they're for the younger crowd. And I used to work in some of these places when I was young, right? 21, 22. And you used to see that old bloke up the end of the bar. And he was just trying to match it with him. money. he could barely stand up. He obviously should have gone home a long time ago. Yep. But he's swaying to the music and he's trying to fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just trying to go like, I know I look old. But I'm hip enough to be here. That's right. right? And you just look at him and you go, no, you're not, mate. No. Go home, Grandpa. Go home. That's it. Go home. Haven't you got a good book to read? That's it. And now I am that person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I go to some of these places. I went to Lambie's a few weeks ago and I look around. Everyone looked 12. Yeah. It was like being at Bounce. Yeah, disappointing. You know, the, the trampoline place. Yeah. But without the trampolines. That's it. So There's kids running everywhere. Can we agree that that's crap? Nightclubs. Hmm. You know, if we go down this path, hmm. there's no coming back. What do you mean? 
Well, the next thing is we're hanging out at bingo halls. 99. You know, if, if we're going to say that's crap to nightclubs now, we've got to have a blanket approach, Tim. Legs 11. <laughs> 22. We might quack, still quack. want to get in in a couple of weeks. <laughs> 88. Two, two fat, fat ladies. 69. Funny enough, last time I went to a nightclub, that's who I was hanging out with. So, um, Okay, I think we'll just put it in. Yeah. We're already out of dignity. That's it. We might as well go the full Let's get old. the punters fired up with a good song. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is yeah. for you. You picked this one. I did. Yeah, Let's you're going to love it, aren't you? Yep. One of my favourite songs of all time. So good. Eye the Tiger. Their only hit, Survivor? They never made too many Rockies after that, did they? So that was about Rocky 3? Yeah, I think Is that so. Right? Oh, I couldn't tell. I thought it was Rocky 2, but the one... Yeah, it might be. So, look, I don't think they did much more, but did they need to? Probably not. So. Probably not, mate. They'd still be getting a lot of royalties off that, wouldn't they? It gets played all the time. All the time. All the time. Now, I believe it's time for my weather update while we get Associate Professor Dave Wade on the phone. While I do some stuff so, over here. ladies and gentlemen, here it is. What kind of voice do you want in tonight? I liked Wacky. I liked Wacky Voice. I All thought right. Wacky Tim is the sort of Tim I want to party with. <laughs> so uh, if you can do Wacky, mate, you have a fan right, okay. in me. Okay, so Ballarat, everyone, 9.8 degrees. Feels like, no, that's the lowest. is negative 0.5. Ice is going to be 9.8. That is freezing. No rain and it feels like bloody cold. That's the weather in Ballarat right now. How's that? I liked it. Yeah. You liked it? Yeah, I would listen more. You sound like a fun guy who just wants to party. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you look completely different. That's, what, look <laughs> That's like what you sound like. Tired old bloke. Yeah, now we look, both do, uh, mate. We both do. As opposed to our guest. Oh, well, he needs, hey? a, he needs a jingle, though. Yeah, well, he has been tired lately, I hear. Yeah, he's been busy. Oh, I better do the jingle, yeah. yeah. I listened back to the podcast during the week, and the amount of times I marked up that jingle, I almost felt like I was responsible for it. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I don't think that, you know. No, I won't no. now. Don't take responsibility. But no, I never. <laughs> never, never. I've been divorced twice. <laughs> and now it's time for an update on stuff. Yes, it's that time of the week where we talk stuff with Associate Professor Dave Bade. Good evening, it's, Dave. It's been a while, Dave. It has been a while, boys. G'day, good evening, Tim. Good evening, Luke. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. How bad was that? I'm sorry. As always, well-oiled. Uh, I listened back to the podcast with uh, Lockie yep. Stevens a few weeks back, and it took me at least three and a half minutes to get the jingle on. So tonight, that wasn't too bad. No, that was all right. That's because I'm put on my best graces for you, Dave. Well, thank you. Thank you. Funnily enough, I was only halfway through that podcast. I was doing a cheeky listen before this just to see if there was anything to catch up on, but obviously not. <laughs> hang, hang on a sec, mate. Are you telling me you got halfway through and stopped? Well, I stopped because you said you were going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an answer for everything, hasn't he? Yeah, so I let's... reckon you would have been great to go on the piss in the old days, mate. You would have been fantastic. Old days, new days, all days. <laughs> <laughs> have you snogged any waiters this week or what? <laughs> no, no waiters this week. It's all it's all been work, work, work and nothing else. So um, uh, that that's all finished now. So get to enjoy this beautiful... Um, school holidays with a mask on up here in Queensland. It's going to be awesome. Oh, hang on. I'm just going to step in here and say, mate, you can cry me a river, mate. Cry me a river. Are you masks everywhere, inside and out? Uh, not outside just yet, I don't think. Oh, well, hang on. Mm. Come back to me when it's masks everywhere all the time, hey? Mm. hey? Well, it's hard for us to hear it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> How'd the footy go on the weekend, guys? Hey, he's back in here. Are you talking, huh? you're talking the origin where Queensland got pumped again? Or? No, he's not talking origin, mate. Well, he just gave <laughs> us a little one-two and knocked us both out with one punch. He did. Well played. 
good idea. But uh, Queensland won the Women's State of Origin, so that's where we, we're... Um, we're focusing our efforts. We're focusing our efforts now, absolutely. What were they doing playing for the men's team, mate? <laughs> they could have been. They should have been. The, um, I tell you what, though, like a combined score over the two games of 76 to 6, like that's an absolute pizzling. Mm. We stopped watching. Yeah. It's just boring. It's not good. It's not good. But that's that's the game of rugby league. And we Queensland watched- had it on their own terms for so long, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, we had we had a dynasty. The dynasty's over, and now we just have to find some thirteen-year-olds who can play again. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it, and uh, bring them over here from the Pacific Islands and start again. So, <laughs> it, look, my dear hope is this year that the Wallabies can beat the All Blacks. But I think that I'd put the All Blacks at about a dollar two if I were a gambling man, which I'm not. I just hope they can beat France. That's oh, all. yeah, good. Actually, good point. Not a big yeah. fan of the French, mate. Oh, I hate the French. Um, <laughs> just in general, or the rugby team. I love a, I love a croissant, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm done with France. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their kissing. <laughs> well, um, they apparently are good at that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. What's wrong with you? Oh, <laughs> this is just another day. You know? Now, you said you had an extremely busy week. You had uh, 36 cases you took care of. <laughs> yeah, I did, mate. It was, uh, you know, unfortunately, public health a little bit like tax time. Gen 30 comes around and they need all these targets met, so... <laughs> Been a hard push in the last week. So um, T- Tim told me yesterday he'd been through thirty six cases this week. I thought that's a lot of bourbon. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. So how does that for for everyone out here in uh, in listening land? How does that translate into hours? Like, so how many hours would you have done in the week to get those cases done? Sixty five hours of operating. Wow. Oh, actually, in the operating theatre. Yeah, actually operating theatre. Wow, that's incredible. Oh mm-hmm. well, mate. No well, wonder you needed all the bourbon. Everyone does a job. There's plenty of people working uh, uh, longer hours than that. But uh, oh, yeah, listen no. to him, mate. Dave, stop it, mate. mate. You're an absolute hero. <laughs> Give yourself a little pat on the back when it's required, mate. I watch those RPA shows now. I can't even watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I try watching those as well, and I can't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably in half of them. Yeah, yeah. They could they could stop talking to camera and do some work. That's what they could do. Yeah. Oh, 36 now, cases, mate. Let's see you get through that on TV. It's probably the hardest his work since pre-season for Downland's first 15 all those years ago. So when he was putting in the big shift as the open side flanker. Um, Tim, you've got the wrong school there, mate. And that's, sorry, that, Torba Grammar. Sorry, I did. T- oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, mate. He's let himself down with the delivery. That's a, that's a terrible thing to say, Tim. You should know better than that. Oh, I am mm. deeply apologetic. That is terrible, too. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Uh, you might t- be case number 37. You yeah, keep that that's up. right. Yeah. Yeah, jeez, I'm sorry. So, I don't know how, how skilled you are as a surgeon, mate, but what could you do for that? Uh, something should have been done about that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the time has passed. Uh, that's all right. Look, I don't know if you knew, Dave, he's, he's dropped a little bit. He's dropped a little bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching him close up. There we go. Last couple of weeks, he's been hitting the gym. He's been on the the light and easy. Light and easy. So, how many light and easy a night are you having? What? You only meant to have one. <laughs> well, I thought you'd have a couple. He's having an esky dropped off a day at the moment. So, I, th- I thought when it said day seven, I thought that was the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he's going very well, mate. It's really impressive to watch, actually, because I'm still sticking to my original diet of gin and soda, and I'm finding that it's working wonders for me. There's a lot of calories in gin. That's the problem. Is there? Okay, yeah. I thought if you could see through it, it was fine. <laughs> no, apparently not. Doesn't work like that? Water does well. Yeah, I'll have to work on that. Seek some medical advice as to how you can best. It might be why my nose is going really red. <laughs>
Possibly. possibly. It could be that, yeah. But on a serious note, we don't talk about men's health enough, so good on you, Timmy. That's a good job, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Look at that. It's the first wow. time I reckon in my whole life it's been nice compliment? to me. Yeah, it was a compliment. Yeah, so I reckon yeah, you're yeah. changing, Dave. It's yeah. all those operations, mate. All yeah. those days from back when he used to throw ice at me across the bar at the regatta. <laughs> I am a little delirious, so. Yeah, I'm, you probably haven't had sleep before, bagger. So you have some time off now? Uh, next next week we got off uh, school holidays, um, which will be good. Yeah, lovely. Ship. Get four kids off to the grandparents and have a couple of days of uh, a house to be quiet, which would be nice. You're beauty. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. And I imagine in that time you're going to be just going through what operations you've got coming up and trying to study up a little bit, make sure you don't muck any up, <laughs> that sort of thing. Reading no, through the no. books. That's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> How do you switch off, mate? Because I imagine some of those would be a little bit harrowing. I don't know exactly what they are. I've never spoken to you in depth about that, but I imagine some of them, you'd, you know, they'd be a bit hard and take a lot out of you. How do you unwind after something like that? Oh, look, there's various ways to unwind, Luke, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at that smirk on your face, mate. You know, examining the patient when they wake up and making sure they're moving everything is a really good way to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no lawsuits on their way. Yep, good start. <laughs> and uh, look, they're all, they're all particularly grateful people at the end of the day, which, which, makes, which makes, you know, your job really good. So, um, yeah, no, it is stressful, but, um, you know, as I said, that, that, that's my job, and, and uh, I get to, you know, talk crap with you guys every now and then, which helps as well. Oh, yeah, it's oh, it? good for us too, mate, but I think maybe going for a drive with the missus and dumping the kids at their grandparents' place might be a good start as well. That's also going to help a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit of R&R, mate. That's, yep. that's it. All right, good. look, we better keep moving. Hey, when we're going to talk about, you told me that Dave wanted to talk about music or something. Well, we got Luke Biscan here as well. Oh, I know, very, very good musician, mate. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, we're going to play some of his songs later. Yeah, look, recently I took a deep dive into uh, the contemporary sort of folk music scene, particularly in Australia, and there's a couple of just cracking acts going on out there that no one knows about. So, And I know, Luke, you love your music, and Tim has no idea about music, but um, mm. they're great tunes, great musicianship, so... Um, yeah, we, we can talk about that again another day, but a um, couple of great bands out there. Sons, Sons of the East in particular. Yeah, you um, like that up, one, don't you? And uh, the Dregs are a local Brizzy band up here, which is a great Aussie name for a band. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I heard a story that they, the lead singer up here had his Bucks party at a pub and they had a local band and they were just crap, so he told them to get off stage and they just started playing for the whole crew <laughs> and uh, great old night. So, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, some really good music out there at the moment. Um, it's it's not sort of boring folk. It's just it's really good music. I must admit, I did that once, uh, not that long ago. We were at a pub in Echuca, and a, a girl was playing who had like four friends sitting there listening. And I think she took something like seven and a half minutes to get through Kenny Rogers' The Gambler. <laughs> she played it that slow. And as you know, you know something like that should be played at a fast pace. And when she started playing straight after that fast car by Tracy Chapman at ridiculous speed, I just got up and left. Yeah, you've got to give the feedback, haven't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's folk and then there's another word to start with F. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, great, great, uh, great young talent in Australia for sure. I think Fat and Ginger should play a few. That's what I reckon. That's a great idea, actually. And we did speak about that from the start, didn't we? We we did. And and also, Dave has actually taken the time to send through rather a comprehensive list to me, and I just have not done it. Do you know how lazy he is? I've I've sent him many, many lists, but that's okay. Yeah, I haven't heard about one of them, mate. Have not heard about one of them. It's, yeah. it's all he can do to make his way in here and plonk himself down on that chair. That's exactly right. Well, I tell you what, send it to me. I'll take okay. care of it, Dave. I'll, uh, I'll compile uh, it and yeah. we'll have a, a Dave's Picks night. 
Lovely. Sounds good. Luke Sounds is good. a man of action. Perfect. Sounds like a great idea. All right, All right my friend. We've got to go because uh, Lukey Biskin just locked himself out of the studio. <laughs> yes, I've got to go let him in. <laughs> All right. Hey, boys. See, See you later. Later. All right, I think we should have a song and we can go let Luke We'll go let Lukey <laughs> One of the classics, one of the best songs ever. It would be up there, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be in the top. Well, you know, I like a list. You love a list. Number so th- where's that? Number rank? three. Number three of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I imagine Queen would be taking up the top two for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Or certainly number one, obviously. Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. It does lead a lot of lists, doesn't it? Have I told you about the interesting vignette of information about Bohemian Rhapsody when it was released? Possibly, but let's go on. So Roger Taylor cracked the shits because he wanted his song called I'm In Love With My Car to be on the other side of the single. Now, I'm in love with my car is widely regarded as the worst Queen song ever recorded. Absolute stinker. So was he pushing that for the B-side? Yes. You catch your title, it, it, is. Your title, it is. Luke, you're not allered to talk to me introduce you, mate. So. <laughs> then them's the rules. Anyway, yeah, because we're so we're so we're all about the rules here. here. No. Yeah, no. But, well, let's introduce him. No, hang on, just quickly. Oh. Roger Taylor locked himself in a cupboard and cracked the sads and said, "I'm staying in here unless you put it on the B side." So they put it on the B side, right? Mm. Now the rules apparently back in the day with vinyl were whatever was on the B side got the same cut of the royalties as what was on the A side. Really? So Roger Taylor got half the royalties for that record, which had Bohemian. Rhapsody on it. Wow. Imagine that. All because he cracked a tantrum and went and locked himself in a cupboard. Yeah. I think that's how Harry Potter came about, too. (laughs) That's how Jar Jar Binks got the Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, we've got a special guest, and we're very, very excited. Yep. Very excited. Please introduce him. Well, Lukey Biskin, well known around Western Victoria, Geelong region, plays all over the place, but also most people probably know him from The Voice, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Where he had it quite a stellar run at it there. Lukey, thanks for joining us in the studio, mate. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem, mate. And, and do you know how many of our guests get locked out like that? <laughs> that was, a, you know, with, with these very prestigious studios, security yes. very high. Did you get past Catherine on the yeah, door? Yeah. So it's, you know, like BBC and all, all other studios. <laughs> well, she's been here 20 years, mate. Yeah, she's seen it all. It was That's the same when I was on the Joe Rogan experience a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and, and since COVID, Catherine's like that worried about she doesn't even turn up anymore. No, nah, that's right, yeah. yeah. She's socially distancing as best as she can. Now. Jeez, uh, we talk some shit, don't we? We do. Yeah. But, but listen, anyway. So I, I watched your clip off The Voice last night. As I knew you were coming on. And I've oh, got- hang on. What? Oh, round of applause for our guest. Good to have you here, Luke. Yeah, seamless. seamless. I told you I wouldn't forget that, would I? Champagne radio. Go on. <laughs> and I've got to say, listening, listening to your song that you sang on The Voice yeah. was simply incredible. So, so it I, was, mate. And yeah. uh, the, the passion. And I don't understand why only two of them turned around. Where are the rest of the dickheads in this? Well, when I played the song, uh, no one turned around until I'd literally finished. It was right at the end, wasn't it? Right at the mm. end. They edited it so it looked like they turned a little sooner. <laughs> oh, really? So it was literally right at the very end. Yeah, apparently they got so, quote, lost in the music they didn't turn around. Yeah. But perhaps, uh, perhaps a producer may have given them a nudge and said, around those big swivel chairs. Of <laughs> yeah, this guy, he's, uh, he's actually pretty good looking as yeah, well. It's it. He's marketable. It's turn right, around. Mate, turn. Very lucky, mate, when they finally turn it around because... Um, yeah, you know, it was the blind auditions. And um, and what did you sing for the listeners? I sang Resolution by Matt Corby. Yeah, and I think it was that moment. Well, the way they showed it in the actual show yeah. was 
you hit this note at the end, you, your voice just soared, and they both, it looked like they both just swung around at that moment. Yeah. Are you saying that didn't happen? Oh, I kind of did. Maybe it was milliseconds later, but it, it yeah, really felt Yeah, like because that's when it felt to me like... being very slow yeah, when you're up there. When you're up there. Yeah. Because it's a... The whole room is just pitch black, and you've got... it's. It's quite unnerving to see four people with their backs turned to you when you're performing. It's not an entirely natural performance environment. <laughs> and is there a crowd behind them? Yes, there are also, there's no lights on them. Well, you can kind of see their faces and you can hear their bated breath. And you can, you can feel in the room the, the sense of expectation for you to do something extraordinary. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure, no. Wow. See, what, what you should have done, mate, is have a career like mine, which was mediocre, and you used to perform with people's backs to you. So <laughs> you sort of brought up on it. We had a talk in the car earlier about uh, a couple of gigs I may have played this week. Um, uh, I played a 40th birthday this week, Ooh. which was a lot of fun. It was actually in Hamilton, and there were balloons and kids running around and that kind of thing. So for me, it's... it's my, my career kind of fluctuates between like making fun music videos mm. and then going to small town gigs and playing for lovely country folks and doing 40ths and funerals and weddings and then maybe releasing an album and it's, it's kind of been you know it's it's varied the rhythm is, is quite unique in, in what i do but you seem like the sort of guy that would just take that in your stride yeah it's yeah. not like oh, i'm oh i should be a rock star oh, i shouldn't be doing this you're like oh i'm pleasing people oh dude i've never felt you know i this time, about 10 years ago, I was working in, a, in an office in a contact centre for Lloyds Bank of London. You look like a banker, mate. <laughs> I do, don't I? <laughs> and um, it was a particularly uh, grisly British afternoon. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing to live in Australia um, in some kind of van or a wagon? moving around, playing music for a living. That was my vision of success. My vision of, of success was never packed out stadiums. Mm. Although I'd welcomed that, of yeah. course. Yeah, if yeah. I came along, I'd be stoked. But my dream was really, was really just to play music for a living. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And here you are now, living in Australia, yeah. traveling around the van, yeah. playing music to people. Well, I, I have absolutely... Oh, we're going to put a um, blocker on this microphone. That's it. Probably spluttering all over the mic. No, 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 not at all. You're doing fantastically. This is just what we do, mate. Halfway through, we just stop and have a little chat. That's right. And we let... We, raw interviewing. Well, we, we like to, <laughs> style. That's it. We like yeah. to let the listeners behind the veil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say gorilla style because you're sitting opposite a couple of gorillas, yeah, mate. That's it. <laughs> what, what I'd be interested to hear about is... So, I always think that the term reality TV is a bit of a misnomer. Yeah. And I'd love to know, so by the stage that you've got there, that you're in the room with them with their backs to you yeah. in front of the dark and crowd that you can't see, under pressure, singing yeah. your song. Yeah. How many auditions? What's been the process up to that point to get you there? There's about a five-month process. So first of all, you fill in the application, and um, there's all these, there are all of these categories you've got to fill in. What's your story? Why do yep. you get into music? Um, what's your set list? Uh, and then they review that, and if you fit the criteria, they, they'll give you a call, and they gave me a call, which was exciting. Yeah, I bet. It's very exciting. Where were you when you got the call, mate? You know what, sorry, it was actually, <laughs> I say it's exciting to get the call, it was actually an email that ended up in my drug folder, and then they gave me a call because I didn't respond to the email. That How lucky is that? <laughs> very lucky. So they ended, up, they ended up getting a hold of me, and then they invited me to Melbourne, and then uh, you're in this room full of people, all of these hopeful people waiting for their 
for the big chance. Be tense, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it's not just a lineup of people who just rock up on the day because that's what they make it look like. Yes. Well, that's what I always thought it was. They saw X Factor and all those other shows. I just saw people just walked in off the street mm. and had a, had a sing thing and, and got publicly humiliated mm. and then went home. Yeah, <laughs> and thought, that's a good day's work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, there's a very careful process of vetting behind the scenes and, and they're really looking for a very specific thing. And I think people are, are wrong to feel discouraged if they don't meet the criteria in relationship to their talent. Mm. Because some of it's about talent, but some of it's not. Some of it's about, it's about TV criteria. Well, that's it. Yeah. They want to, like you've always said, Tim, they want to get people and put them in a pressure cooker situation. And they want right. people that are going to react to that. If you're a pretty cool, calm person, they're, they're no good to you. Correct. But I, I will say, to the voices' credit, that um, they really looked after the people on, on the show. Okay. Um, unlike some of the other shows that I've seen historically, where basically people are, uh, are, are kind of made a mockery of nationally mm. publicly on tv um the producers of the voice try and keep the sense of drama and hijinks between the judge panel okay so they're sort of the, mm. the main characters Correct. of the show yeah. not put it onto the contestants yeah. whereas you're more like a catalyst in the process Correct. Yeah. yeah and that's probably difference between that and, and the simon cowell version of talent quest that yeah. we've seen before where he just hung shit on he him. hung shit on him and that was like the show yeah that's what people <laughs> waited to see that's why don't get me wrong it's not like that's not entertaining yeah but if you're an unwell person who's who's looking for validation yes mm. and you're lured into a, a false sense of security Right, that with with the with the promise of public recognition for a talent that you don't have. Really good point. Yeah. Right, and you're up there. I, I think people don't spend much time thinking about the potential psychological effects that can have. No, absolutely. The consequences. Yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, you never hear about it. It's, it's no wonder you don't hear about it. But you know. There's a lot of people that go on that show that aren't in a good headspace. No, that's mm. right. And, and it's their hopes and dreams too. Hopes and dreams. They've been told probably by their friends, hey, have a crack at this, you're all right. Yeah. And then they go on and someone like a Simon Cowell, and I say him, but there's probably others, yeah. just says, oh, that's disgusting. Like, what are you wasting my time for? And then they usher him out. Yeah. And then you never, like you said, never see them again. And but you don't know what they've gone and done afterwards. You know? And the problem is too is I think because of what we've been fed on TV over the years is they may believe that that's their only avenue. Yeah. to success and fame and recognition in their perceived field of endeavour. Right. It's not the only avenue, is it? It's just no, the easy one. Yeah, well, I won't even say easy. It's the quickest one. Yeah. And I always, uh, having spoken to and coerced with a few people that have been on those sorts of shows, not just the talent shows, but any of those sort of shows, the reality shows where they become overnight success but then drift off very quickly, mm. you are sewn up. You cannot perform outside of what they tell you you can do. A friend of mine, I won't mention his name because he's quite well known, mm. but he couldn't even perform at his mate's birthday party. Yeah. Because if, if someone took a video, and I, I won't say the name, but let's say a Sony type or a, yep. a, a record company found out about it, he'd get in trouble. So they are absolutely sewn up on what they can and can't release and what they can and can't do, which sort of defeats the purpose of being an artist, really. Oh, yeah. The, the, the lawyers of these big um, TV companies certainly know what they're doing. Yeah, people certainly get tied up in their contracts. Is that what happened with you when just for being in the blind auditions? Did you have to sign something to say, look, even if I don't get through, I have been on TV with you? Well, I have um, a, a, a friend and a manager that, that helped me look through all of that. And he spent a lot of time talking 
to because there's an on-site lawyer that that you can all talk to. They provide that. Correct. Right. Uh, so what, um, Steve, my manager, came along with me and um, kind of took notes and asked all the right questions. Oh, you're not all over law as well, mate. <laughs> well, what, what are you doing in your spare time? <laughs> Don't let this big head of hair fool you. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, luckily he was he was there, and um, I had some good advice from some good people. But. Yeah, I didn't get too tied up, and I, did, I don't think I got far enough in the show. I got far enough in the show, uh, but I didn't get far enough to get tied up into any mm. um, constraints or anything like that. Contractual and, and, yes. and probably having your manager next to you asking those sort of questions is a great thing because a lot of people would have just signed up, stars in their eyes, yeah. and said, oh, here's my ticket to stardom. Yeah. yeah. And next thing you know, they're in the position that person I know is where they can't even play a gig at a mate's party without running it by them and getting permission and all these sorts of things. It's very handy. I will say, though, that I think the price of admission for getting free airtime on that scale is the fact that you have to be cool with the fact that you're going to be in a choreographed TV show. Yeah. That's the price of admission because yeah. you're getting all of this for free. Mm. Everyone's making a fuss out of you. You're getting interviews. Um, you're on the TV. That's a and special it, moment. And not just any TV show either. They rate very high. Very they high. do. Yeah. They do. And um, so I was nervous when I, when I went on there. And you got these people that you've never met before asking you to trust them. And they're shooting your backstory. And they're doing these interviews with you that are deeply personal. And I found... Um, I find the producers on the show to be very considerate, very kind, and I trusted them. And I have to say, when I finally watched that first episode that I was on, they really looked after me. Okay. Now, that's really refreshing to hear because the narrative that we often hear is it is the complete opposite. It's it's quite predatory. And that's probably where the voice might differ from a few of those shows. How many maths people come out married at first? Oh, we don't want to pump them up because we're running against them. That's right. Or they're running against us. That's it. They put it on to try and get our listeners. Sort of neck and neck, isn't it? We beat them occasionally. They beat us in the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Seabiscuit. So, uh, but (laughs) we don't want to big them up, but apparently there's a lot of people come out of that show saying that's not what happened yeah yeah and it's just edited in such a way controversy him against us all that sort of thing a a lot of those house shows where they go and have to build against someone else and they make it all controversy and they realize and what was the one recently was it master chef or one of those where it was all about controversy and it stopped being about the food and people just switched off in droves yeah because it was just not even about food anymore it was just about bitching and that sort of Um, thing no that was my kitchen rules my kitchen rules was it yeah and they used to bill it as oh watch what he says to her and all this sort of stuff (laughs) hang on we're cooking mate how bitchy can you get about cooking that's right how far is bitching though come on yeah I know it's It's fun to watch isn't it oh yeah watch Stacey bitch as she flashes off her protein and you know whatever and oh that's the thing when did cooking meat become cooking off protein? Like I, just, <laughs> I tell you what, speaking of bitching, yeah. all right, let's play a song yeah. and we'll come back and Lukey can help us with the Justin Murphy award. Oh, I'd love that. Is that a good idea? Yeah, it's great. Is that a good segue? Yeah, great. All right, well, what I'm going to do now, we have got the great man in the studio. Yep. Now, I haven't told you how I met Luke yet. 
No, I, don't know if I have. So I went out on a Sunday night to one of those places I was just bagging before. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I actually like B, so I think it's a great pub. Yep. And Luke was playing, and I didn't know who he was, never met him before, and he just he started playing. I thought, this guy's all right, and I'll always like listening to a good musician. You wouldn't have liked it, Tim, because, you know, probably late 90s, early 2000s. But he, Creed in there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Creed. He draws a line. Oh, here we go. Timmy's going to start throwing shit at you in a second. You make me sound like such an arsehole. No, not an arsehole. Philistine. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So it's different. It is you know, different. He's right. angry because he doesn't understand. Not angry just for being angry. Yeah. Enigma so, well, <laughs> Philistine. This bloke here yeah. come out with a, a rendition. I think you had a couple of friends helping you out, maybe. But uh, Ooh, I remember that night. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah yeah. by Jeff Buckley, one of Tim's favourite artists. I say that tongue firmly in cheek. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I had had a great night. You know, I was in a great mood and it literally brought me to tears watching yeah. it happen unfold. And I had to go up and tell you. said, mate, that just blew me away, that version. Yeah. And we just got chatting, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, a fantastic. special moment, man. Yeah, it yeah. was really nice. Yeah. And, and, uh, Stella it was just, and Alex. From the, yeah. Were they? They were from The Voice as well, yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. There you go. Stella's from, even now. Stella's from Geelong, and Alex was visiting down from Melbourne, I think. There you go. So we, and um, it, it blew me away that much, and I was sitting there going, I'm having a great night, I'm in the best mood, but I'm sitting here crying, listening to it, yeah. going, that is just fantastic. I had to come up and tell you. And I was it, crying playing it, if you remember. Yeah, I think yeah. you were, mate. It, it was an emotional thing. <laughs> it was. It was, mate. Yeah. It was It was so beautiful. And I wish I could play it for you now, Tim. Yep. But I'm not going to. What I'm going to do is play one of this great man's songs oh, look, off fantastic. his album. Now, what's the name of the album? The name of the album's Revivalist. Revivalist. And people can go to iTunes and get that? They can. So, or Spotify. Yep. Or Spotify. Yeah. So we're going to leave this in the podcast. Yep. We want people to listen to this. This is Lukey Biscom with the first song of his album Revivals. It's called Jaws of the Jungle. Beautiful. Like having a hole 
Falling star of the waters I got something inside me Trying to get out I am the one you call unclean The one you try to drown Yes, to recall the moment So the jaws of the ocean open Oh, that's what we're saying, wasn't it? Like, yeah. I, I really loved it. It's my type of music. I like music with a bit of feel to it. Yep. And uh, and something that I can really get behind. And yeah, I don't know why I've never heard that before. So your album, like you've released it. I'm going to download it tonight. I really want to immerse myself in it now. But where is it at? It's uh, it's not popular. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> why? not popular. Why not? But I'm proud of it. I'm As proud you should of be. it. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Look, I, I put like, I recorded that whole record as a working musician when I was just coming up, when all of my money, like, this is like before I had a car. So like all of my money would be, would 
all of my gig money will go toward buying takeaway food to eat for like lunch and dinner. I wouldn't eat breakfast. Uh, and it would go toward taxi fares to my gigs. So whether mm. that would be like an Ocean Grove or, or Geelong or wherever. I'd mm. cart all of my gear to my gigs. And the, and the surplus would go to making my record. So I had all of these song ideas. I, I think there are 10 songs on that record. And that took five years to make. And I was wow. doing a whole lot of living during that five yeah. years, yeah. right? Because you're not sitting at home all night. No, and the Every world, the world had just opened up to me at that stage. And um, so all of my money went into making the thing. And I fi- finally finished it with the help of my dear friend, Isaac Barter. Um, and uh, I didn't have any marketing muscle to... Was this pre-voice? Pre the yeah, voice? before the voice. I didn't have any kind of marketing muscle or, or wherewithal to promote the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really have a band to, to tour with at the time. I did one launch show that wasn't very well rehearsed. <laughs> the great musos, but we didn't yeah. have time to rehearse it very well. And the sound, uh, the, the mix we got in the room wasn't great. And the venue, we, did, we actually did it at Beeves. Yeah, okay. And my audience at Beeves are so used to me playing these, like, bangers. Covers. Covers that yeah. they know. That literally, like, halfway during my set, someone came up to the stage and they were like, can you play Wonderwall? <laughs> I, I didn't like, write no. that, mate. Yeah. No, I can't. Yeah. This is my launch gig. Um, but Get your foot pedal you know, out. But, Come but on. That, but, dude, that was my fault for having it. It was it was the wrong thing at to the have place it. where you play. Yeah, correct. A lot and, of those covers. I love Beeves. I love Beeves, and the place got great acoustics. But I think, given the fact that I'd always, but that my brand there is playing covers, I think yeah. people were just caught. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, off foot. They, they yeah, thought, yeah. Oh, this is the guy we love to sing along to. Correct. And you're playing songs they don't know. They probably no, didn't sorry. even know they were yours. They didn't. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a strange gig, man, and it was it was one that you remember, you know, like yeah. so many good and bad gigs you have. So how do you get something like, because you've got a great product, right? Yeah, yeah great. And if, without that studio muscle behind you or the, the label muscle, how do you get it out there in this day and age? Because it, surely it's got to be a lot easier with the internet the way it is, where in the age of YouTube, where you can come up with some shit. Jeez, my son played me some song the other day about a bloke having sex with his monkey. Yeah. And mm. it's like had 9 million views. And it was just a load of shit. Yeah. yeah a yeah. load of old toss. Yep. And you go, well, how can people, 9 million people listen to that? Yeah. And that you're sitting there trying to get your music out, which has actually got a little bit of quality we to do, it. That's and right. How do you get it out? Well, I think there's such a flash flood of content that's just, just, just like traveling through culture. Mm. At, at such a crazy speed that you, you don't one thing shows up and it's gone the next minute even if mm. it's a, even if it's something really good or if something's okay so here, here's my my general thoughts on it things stick around number one if they're really really excellent and number two if they have the marketing muscle to actually present it um, put it in front of people put it yep. in front of the the mainstream public mm. that's how something gets a foothold in culture. If you don't have that, it just flies straight under the radar and it stays there. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, you, you have, like, a story like Finding Sugar Man. Yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that? I've seen the doco, mate. And are you aware of this? No. So there was a guy. What was his name? Uh, he was like oh, the – I forget his name. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I should know that. But anyway. Rodriguez. He, 
Rodriguez, yeah. that's him. Yeah. Yep, and he yeah. was like a '60s singer, folk yeah, singer, folk singer, singer yeah. but a little bit different, a yeah. little bit out there. And played, uh, made an album. It, it disappeared pretty quickly everywhere else except South Africa. Yeah, in yeah, South right. Africa, he became that massive. He was like Elvis. He was like that yeah. status when he. Oh, really? He yeah. was huge. And he had no idea. And he had no idea. He was working at a plant in New Jersey or somewhere like that, thinking yeah, right. my music career is well and truly gone. Where they considered him a god, they thought he was dead. Yeah. And then these South African guys said, oh, we want to actually find out more about him. And they filmed the experience and realised the bloke was still alive. Yeah, right. And was just working at some plant in New Jersey. Those wow. details are sketchy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's the, the general gist. Yeah. And this documentary brought him back and he started touring again and became like that's huge. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And I, I, and I think um, he, was, he's, he still existed in the time when uh, music hadn't been disembodied yet. Mm. It's like... The music was still tethered to a to a physical, tangible product that you could like hold, a record, like a record or a yes, CD or a yes, tape. Yes, 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 yes. You know something about that, mm. like having that in your car. It was the best. It was the mm. best. And you used to collect them. If you, you if you bought something, you spent thirty bucks down at Brashes or one yeah. of those sort of yeah. places. Yeah. You're gonna play it again and again and oh, again yeah. and again. And back then, it was probably a tape, so you couldn't like fast yeah, forward a song. You got to listen to all. And, and I remember being. Like these were the days when I remember, like my friend, my friend Rob and his and his brother Dave had Nirvana CDs, and we didn't have them at our house, mm. and I, I didn't have a smartphone to get them up on Spotify. No, no. I I would I would be excited to go to their house to listen to it and put on Nirvana. Yep, and yep. listen to I it. I remember. Hey, Dave, put on Nirvana. That was a big deal. My mate, they had it physically yep. at their house. It wasn't just floating in a cloud somewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah. and you listen to the song and go, oh, that smells like Teen Spirit's good, but I'm not interested in the rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that my mate made me a tape because yeah. uh, I was like, oh, that song's cool. And he made me a tape and it had Nevermind on one side oh, wow. and Pearl Jam 10 on the other. <laughs> wow. And oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, I was listening to like Boys to Men and Mariah Carey and yeah. Beatles and stuff and whatever was on the top 30 that week. Do you, you remember where you were life. when you first heard Teen Spirit? Uh, yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. Where yep. were you? I was at a mate's place. Uh, Mum and Dad used to go there to drink. Yeah. Uh, they had kids about our age yeah. and used to just dump us there and they'd drink till three in the morning and, you know, say, oh, the kids would be fine, yeah. roaming around the neighbourhood. And I remember walking in and they were big Gunners fans. They had posters yeah. everywhere and they played this and I've just heard it and I've gone, oh, wow. Yeah. Shit, that's different. I've never heard yeah. that before. Mm. I was only about 11. I, ha- I don't know if that experience is exclusively associated with being young or not but i haven't had many of those experiences since mm. i turned 17 18 yeah okay i don't know if it's i've just gotten old and jaded no i think we talked about this before yeah what songs are classics these days yeah so you had the 90s you had your oasis yeah. hit uh, yeah. your radio heads yep. your, yeah. obviously all those great bands that we had a lot of those songs are still played today if you looked at the biggest bands in the world now yeah. They're all those old bands. Yeah, they are. The U2s, the Pearl Jams, all yeah. these sort of bands. There's no song in the last 10 years yeah. that's still getting airplay five years later. Yeah. There's no new Bohemian Rhapsody coming through. There's no there's new not. Let It Be. No, there, there's things that are striking. That's It's like, wow, that's a good song. Mm. Yeah. But there's nothing that fundamentally rocks culture like, and, it, anymore in the way that they, they kind of did when they were coming up. Is or, that because or, we don't have the record? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I think you talk about it with a disembodiment. I think that's a great point because yeah. you're right. You used to buy things. I remember when my brother came home, and I don't know why he was so late to the party, but he had a copy of, I don't know what album it was on, but uh, Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. And he put it on, and that changed, that rocked my world. Oh, like that, yeah. that guitar riff at the start. 
you know how much I love it. I know you do. And yeah. you've spoken about it on air. Yeah. And that's those moments, like yeah. you spoke about with Nevermind. It's those moments, you remember it till yeah. the day you die. You that's never forget right. that because you, your world changes because you didn't know music or that existed. Yeah. And that's when music used to be good. Yeah. My kids now, they're never going to have that experience. No. Well, it's all a bit more disposable, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah. how do you put this? You're not forced into listening to something that you don't necessarily know. So in the old days, like you said, you got an album. You might like two songs on the album, but you have to listen to the other ten on it. Yeah. And you got to know them. Or <laughs> yeah. on the radio, if you listen to radio, you'd had to listen to music you didn't know. Yeah. Whereas now you can- You, you just tell them what you, you want to listen to. curate exactly what you're going to listen to. Mm. And so there's no sort of resilience. Do we sound like a bunch of old grandpas at the moment? No, but we make it absolutely. I, I remember it. in my day, music <laughs> was, was better. Yeah, it was all, all that sort of- And I think we can all agree- fish and chips used to cost 20 cents and all and that sort of stuff. And you could all them by yeah. the phone. Yeah. Now, we were talking before, I don't know, we'll get into this now, I think. Mm. You were talking before about ordering other things by phone because we, we, we were amazed that you hadn't sort of heard of ordering fish and chips by phone. Never, but I do remember my dad calling up uh, the 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 film rental number on cable. on Foxtel yeah. yeah and he would <laughs> because as a kid you would have been in charge of the tech wouldn't you usually because usually speaking yeah, yeah you give it to the kids and you sort it out yeah like I mean you go to any restaurant now and there's there's some seven year old with an iPad playing some game that you bought off of the the iStore store you know, so it's to, probably to it's, my dismay it's probably yeah. it's probably actually trading the stock market yeah. and making money he's <laughs> probably manning the phones at the fish and chip shop <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. right but way back when it was mum and dad that would rent the movie off of off of the um the cable telephone video <laughs> rental operation system. And, you know, my dad would go into the kitchen, you know, and, and he'd call up the number and he'd, he'd say, um, uh, hello, I, I would like to uh, rent a movie, please. I would like to, I would like to rent for our family, Die Hard 2, please. <laughs> and... He didn't know that it was automated. That you'd actually have to put the numbers in it and whatnot. But those were kind of magical times, you know. Like there yeah. were maybe six movies you could choose from, and of course yeah. that that was in the same that was in the same time as a video store. Oh, and what an adventure that was! Oh, it was great, wasn't it? It was like having everything just spread out in front of you, yeah. like the world's biggest menu. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, well, where do I start? Yeah. But geez, it was time consuming. If you weren't there with yeah. three mates or two mates. Oh, do you want to watch this? Nah, I've seen nah, it. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. Oh, I've heard oh, bad yeah. things about that. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you'd be looking for it and you'd go, oh, it's, not, it's not here, it's not here. Yes, there it is. And you'd grab it, you'd take it home. <laughs> the last one usually. Wait. Because these have the ribbons in it, yeah. remember? The little yeah, ribbons right. saying, I'm out. So Sorry, I'm out. Come back and that's right. You'd take it home, you'd open it up and you'd go, oh, it's Betamax. <laughs> oh, you're going back a while here, mate. Betamax. Betamax. So all the way back. And yeah. no, the you're, a you're a bit older than us. You're a bit older than us. Were those the golden days or are we living in the golden days? I couldn't tell you. I think, yeah, nos- I think nostalgia is the last refuge of the moral. Well, I, I was at a friend's place the other day. And, and, <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> and he, um, his, his, his house is like Aladdin's cave of wonders. Hmm. He's got all of this Simpsons memorabilia. He literally has like signed cells, animation cells from the Simpsons episodes. Signed. And he's got a whole collection of VHSs. How do you get those? I don't know, man. He finds them. He finds them. And the other day we were watching Cool Runnings. Yeah. And Mm. and it wasn't the movie that made me laugh so much. It was the trailers on the VHS leading up to the movie with like Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. It's like like 12 friends, one summer. (laughs) 
Used to be the like, same guy, didn't it? Yeah, it used to be the same guy. Yeah. Never had to get. Yeah. This summer comes an adventure with a little help from his friends. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very like good. Same narrative. It'd yeah. be like the same narrative for every movie. I think your voice needs to be a little bit more gravelier. Yeah, it does. Uh, but when you're finished with the music career, <laughs> yeah, I reckon more, we can get you a couple in. more durries, perhaps. Yeah, reds. Hey, I reckon we play a song. We'll come back with Lukey. Yep. Now this is a band from probably the same era. This song itself was a little bit later, yeah. but. It's probably one of my favourite of theirs, a band called Rage Against the Machine, and this is a song called No Shelter. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) You didn't listen to one little bit of it. No, that's right. No, that's all right. Rage would just spoke to me when I was younger. Can I suggest that with Rage Against Machine, you could take that one? It's just repeat. They write one little three-second, ten-second segment. This is you sound like a Philistine, mate. And again and again. One of the big bands in the world. You sound like a Philistine when you say it. And not too many more political bands than them. If you listen to the words, which you politics. obviously never have. That's politics, is it? What, you don't think it is? Hang on, so F you, I won't do as you tell me. Well, you've and then taken some, one snippet and then, of but one song. On, but hang on, that gets repeated about 50 times in that song. That's all they say, and they just yeah. gradually get angrier and angrier. There's no yeah. reason. There's no discourse. But what's no, the song about? I don't know. Exactly, because you never took the time to actually figure it out. But is it about something, or is it just I about them know. being angry? <laughs> Well, they couldn't no, get, it is about something. It they couldn't a, get was, McDonald's breakfast because it was 11 o'clock yeah, or something. And they're yeah. angry about that. Like, I would be angry too. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. These days, I've actually said that at a drive through <laughs> I said, can you please move forward a bit, sir? I said, no, F you. I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of whinging and carrying on, yes. we haven't done the Justin Murphy Award yet tonight. And no. we've, we've got a, a big recipient tonight. So can we play a jingle? Please. Now, remember last week we said we'd try and get in touch with him? Yeah. I did. I sent yeah. him a message. Yep. Do you want to read it out for the listeners? Oh, well, hey, I'll give you a chance to find it. I didn't know I was going to do that. No, that's all right. We're I just... did send him a message. Yeah. And we couldn't message him from Fat and Ginger. No. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that. So I sent him a personal message. I took the risk, Tim. You did? I thought, well, if he blocks me, my life is only going to be reduced a little tiny fraction. So yep. I've written this. Hi, Justin. My name is Luke from the Fat and Ginger radio show in Australia. He's from Virginia, by the way. He in is. America. That's right, yep. We noticed that you didn't like our video when my fat and red-headed mate Tim did a nudie run. Sorry, I sort of threw that's you under right, the bus there. Carry on. Um, I probably didn't need to say that, did I? That's <laughs> Could right. have said my mate. It's okay. I didn't have to do a descriptive it, it word. He probably knew story. who we were talking about. Probably hasn't replied. No, that's probably why. Yeah. We were wondering <laughs> if you'd like to come on the show and talk about why you didn't like it. I know it wasn't pretty, but Facebook banned your comments so we couldn't read them. Let me know if you're interested, and we'd love to get your thoughts on the nudie run. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And now, so, you know how on Messenger you can tell because their face will come up if they've read it? Has he read it? No, he hasn't read it. No. Nah. No, I think he's in jail. Is he? I don't know. I'm just making that up. No, nah, that's it. Who's going to argue with me, Justin? So, no, that's right. So, look, mm. we'll keep trying, won't we? We'll keep trying. Yeah. I'm not going to give up. No, you're persistent. Oh, you know who else I sent a message to? Who's that? Ben Stokes' management. Yeah, how'd that go? I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> But I'm going to write an, a weekly email until the Ashes tour. Mm. And basically I said, we are a shit radio show. We have no listeners. Did you just tell it how it was? No, no, I tried to dress it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody listens to us. Nobody cares about what we do. But we are red and we are fat. Yeah. And we'd like Ben to come on the show because he's like our hero. He's yep. like a, a redhead who made it. He is. I haven't heard anything yet. I'll tell you the name of the management um, well, he's group. Well, he's the premier all-rounder in the world at the moment, wouldn't you say? The Phoenix Management Group in England. Rising from the ashes. Yes. So okay. I've emailed them. I'm going to yep. email them once a week till the ashes. And if he doesn't get in touch, 
Like, he's lost the opportunity, not us. No, that's right. Yeah, it's his fault. We'll go and see him at the cricket, and if he's fielding at fine leg, we'll just stick oh. a microphone over the boundary <laughs> and try and interview him. <laughs> and say, up yours, Phoenix yeah, management. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we'll pay you nothing, yeah. as opposed to the fee, which was also going to be nothing. So. Yeah, well, we didn't have a lot of money yeah. in the budget. I think I mentioned that in the email. <laughs> Maybe that's why I haven't heard back. Anyway, the Justin Murphy yes. Award this week, we've already played the jingle. Yep. Who is it going to, Tim? Well, this week, like you said, big recipient, big broad recipient, recipient goes to City of Sydney. The City of Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So, why? Uh, well, it's, and we could probably broaden it even wider to say pretty much the rest of Australia because all last year and parts of this year, we have been roundly shit canned for being a disease ridden pox hole, yeah. for having multiple lockdowns and dealing with COVID. Now, we've dealt with it, we've got our shit squared away, yeah. and mm. they haven't. Yeah. And so now we're haven't here. They and, sucked it up. Yeah, and oh. now we're here and there sucking. So yeah. I say shut the borders. I read an interview, uh, I think Rebel Wilson come out. Yeah. and said, oh, we've been locked down for four days now. This is disgusting. We shouldn't be locked down. So come and see me in four months, yeah, Rebel. That's right. You know? and, and look, and for us in regional Victoria, it wasn't even as bad as what Melbourne had. It like- No, but we, look, Mildura, like I told you, oh, hadn't yeah. had a case since March last year. And they've had all, and they've had all the lockdowns that's that right. Melbourne had. Yeah. And you haven't heard a peep out of them, probably because yeah. they're so far away, you can't hear them. But <laughs> after four days to come out and say, oh, we can't, this is inhumane. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. chat in four months that's and right. see how we're going. That's right. That's right. So, you know, all the best to everyone in Sydney. You know, mm. your bay is overrated. Not yeah. a fan of your bridge. Your opera house was designed by a Danish bloke. Yeah. <laughs> right? I didn't know you were going to get real personal. Yeah. And that's putting it kindly. That's right. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is too, they, they don't let people out in King's Cross anymore. Well, is it still got the lockdown at, you know, 10 o'clock at night or whatever? The lockout. Lockout, sorry. Yeah, sorry, different to the lockdown. Yeah. It, King's Cross is like a, a ghost town these is days. It? Last time I was up there for the footy, we went past there. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. Going through the main sad, street of King's it? Cross yeah. because of these lockout like, laws they brought in. Not like in uh, Two Hands with Heath Ledger at the front of the club trying to get you to come in and nah, stuff like that. nothing like that, mate. No. Uh, apparently the, the Indian variant uh, actually affects children more than it does Is that the Delta? Yes. That's, the de- that's right, the Delta. And, yeah. and children have been locked in their schools without food or Where? water or <laughs> – this is just what I'm reading. This is. Yeah. This, this is. Do you know why they call it a Delta variant? Why? Because she didn't turn around for you on the voice. <laughs> That's very good. That's good. I That's don't a- know what's happening with the with the Delta variant, and but I don't, and I don't know the children are being locked in their schools. But um, it sounds good. It, yeah. Look, facts have left the building. I'll tell you what, if you're a kid and you're locked in your school, you'd be pretty pissed off, wouldn't you? Oh, you, you'd be yeah. so sad. Lock me in the canteen. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we spoke about this recently on air, but we've got a family friend who's I'd been in his mid-80s, and he was a kid during World War II in East London, or Romford, yeah. and um, talking of schools and kids, and he we, we talk about it with him, and he goes, do you know what the greatest day of the whole war was? And I said, what's that? And he goes, when I went to turn up the school, I rounded the corner, and my school was a smoking hole on the ground, <laughs> and the Germans had dropped a bomb on it overnight, <laughs> and it was just a crater. And he goes, it was fantastic. Yeah. I punched the air, I turned around and went home for the next two years. That telegram he sent to the German <laughs> Until it yeah, actually right. paid off, didn't it? That's right. The, yeah. This grid Here's the coordinates of the <laughs> pounder, please. Oh, yeah. 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 Winston's going to be here, the Savo. And it's just funny because, and he goes, he goes, no, it was a fantastic time. Yeah, you were picking up bits of shrapnel and it was your collecting yeah. stuff and yeah. the school got blown up. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of my chalkboard over there. Right. Yeah, you try writing the lines on that. That's See, right. there you go. Algebra's been incinerated. Yeah, when you're a kid, mate, all you want to do is not have to do the stuff you don't want to do. Spot on. Yeah. Exactly right. So I've that's got a few of them now. So there we go. There we go. So can you give the Justin Murphy Award to a whole city? How are we going to present that? Oh, just put it on a plane and send it up. Send it up? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a plaque here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. We'll send them a board well, game. They, they can't see what I've got in the studio. No, nah, that's right. Yeah, we're just it. making it up. Yeah, we're just making it up as we yeah. go. So they can just have a big couple of, you know, 
Double fingers from me. Yep. Uh, read them on week. I, I like how, like, you know, this time last year we were in lockdown, no one else was, and all these media personalities got on, like, an ad, you know, we're with you, Melbourne, and all this sort of shit. F- forget Geelong. We're with you, Melbourne. Yeah. And, and they had, like, the song Ben Lee is, we're all in this together. I wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have got through lockdown had I not heard that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whereas now they just put out a new one saying, we got to get out of this place. <laughs> so, yeah, it's changed real quick, isn't it? So yeah, much for you. We're all in this together. Oh, mate. Yeah. We are definitely We not. turn on each other. Yeah. Rabid dogs. So, hey, let's play a song. We might have to actually say goodbye. Look, time yeah. is getting away from yeah, us. Yeah, we're almost up. We won't say goodbye, goodbye, because I'm giving you a lift home. But yeah. we'll say goodbye. The listeners can say goodbye. We haven't got any listeners, have we? Ah, uh, the ball's lit yeah. up, yeah. Me and Tim will say goodbye. <laughs> oh, I appreciate And then we'll still sit in the room with you and chat. So I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, you're very, very lucky, what man. I'll tell you what, mate, you thought the voice was good. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of your career, Lukey. Uh, a little bit of TLC because that's what we're all about here at Fat and Ginger. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're back. Fantastic. Yeah, that was smooth. Consummate professionals. Um, look, that's us out of time. It's only two to eight. Uh, sorry, two to ten, I should say. Two to ten? Two to eight? I oh, know. Maybe in Ballarat time. No, that's right. They're about two hours behind the rest of the world, 56, aren't they? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And 20 degrees lower. Yeah, it's freezing out there. <laughs> it so, is cold. Look, I've had a really fun time. Yeah, it's I've, been good, hasn't it? It's been great. I've really enjoyed tonight. And, and uh, uh, I think just having Lukey in the studio. Yeah. Having someone sitting opposite you yep. really puts us on our best behaviour. It does. It makes us you actually know? do... I noticed a real improvement in the quality of the show. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> whilst I was a, a real improvement from what? From <laughs> zero to about three? From zero to about 0. 0.3. I, <laughs> I'll I overshot. I overshot. I'll I do that. it all the time, mate. No. So listen, uh, look, thanks, Luke, again. Oh, thanks, you don't Luke. Have to thank me. I live here. Yeah, that's true. Pretty thank much. you very much, Luke oh, Biscan. Luke Biscan. And, oh, and I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, you need to go and buy this album. I am buying it tonight because I yep. really love that song. And as the great man would say, do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. Get on it. That's it. So Jaws of the Jungle was the single, was it? Yep. Yeah, it sure was, yeah. Jaws of the Jungle was the single. And sorry, the name of it, is it Rev- Resolution? Revi- Revivalist. Rev- Revivalist. Yeah. Revivalist. So anyone who wants to hear some quality music, it's like 15 bucks for the album, mate. You spend that on a couple of coffees. Just jump out there, buy Revivalist and have a listen, mate, and make up your own mind. But I know myself, I can't wait to immerse myself into it because it is a full album. And we need more of that and less of this, like, oh, I'm going to listen to one song on YouTube and then move on to something else. That's it. Lukey, thanks so much, mate. Thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for coming out, Naris. And we'll see you all next week. We'll see you all next week. Uh, ready for the outro. Yeah, play the jingle, yeah. yeah thank you, Maestro. System shut down. <laughs>